Welcome back to the Talking Fro podcast, the podcast where we give you all the latest Fro news and updates. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the second episode of the Inside the Lockdown. It's the documentary the Dockers are airing on their YouTube channel right now. We're doing top threes and our thoughts on the AFL delaying their decision uh, to when the AFL season will be starting again. We've also got a pretty, uh, pretty cool... On this day, uh, 10 years ago, I think some people might know what that is. We are recording on Anzac Day, actually, so shout out to all the Anzacs who risked their life, really. So, yeah, thanks thanks for them. Yeah, thanks all the Anzacs. They, they fought for all the freedoms we have today. It's a bit disappointing that we don't have the Len Hall tribute match. That was meant to be tomorrow at 5.50. Bit of a weird one, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a little bit weird, but I think most people did what we did and went on our driveway early in the morning when the Anzac services would have usually been on uh, just to thank them for what they've done. Yeah, exactly. So stay tuned. So what's our first segment, Harry? Uh, we're going to be discussing the or oh, episode two of the, the documentary Inside the Lockdown the Dockers are doing on their YouTube channel. What are your thoughts on the second episode? Uh, that one was more focused on the games, uh, both the men's and the women's. Uh, obviously, the move from Perth to Melbourne, and it was pretty much just about how they transitioned, really, for, for that game and how they got set up for that game. Um, and, I mean, I, it, it looked pretty positive. Um, obviously, that's not really a normal game, but I, I feel like if that was a game, we were well prepared for... Um, I mean, like you said, we've said in previous podcasts, we only really had an hour to train on just like a little bit of a captain's run, like Fife said. Um, yeah, what, what do you think? Yeah, well, I think it would have been a bit different for the players, obviously changing the captain's run to the the day before the, the game instead of the Wednesday where they usually have a, a proper training session the day before, as I think Fife said on the, the documentary. Uh, I think it was... I think the players would have found it weird how quickly they had to transition through the airport. I think at one point they had 10 minutes to get in and out and onto a plane, yeah. which is could be quite stressful with all the stuff they've got to bring to the game. Uh, and also, with them only being out, out for about an hour, it's very easy to get quite relaxed and maybe not... Switched on. Yeah, not be as switched on as usual. Um, so that, that could explain why we were slow at the start but I don't think it's an excuse and uh, one thing I want to point out is uh, Justin Longwood after the game he asked the players like what do you think was happening in the game and I think that's something that wasn't happening before like the players actually got to put an impact yeah, input in yeah and they got to well I mean we don't know we haven't really that's what, when I think about that we didn't really see much behind the scenes 
from Ross. I know this is a bit different, obviously, because of the, the situation. But, I mean, we have not really ever seen much um, video coverage of team meetings. And I know the teams like to keep it pretty... Pretty secret. But Don't want other teams knowing what they're doing. I mean, usually they, you see it on Friday Night Footy. They sometimes have a camera in the um, halftime address from the coach. But, I mean... We don't ever get Friday night games, so yeah. <laughs> we don't. Maybe, maybe next season. Well, I, I doubt if this season. I mean, I think it will go ahead. Yeah, I, I think it'll go ahead. I think we probably just... past October into the later months of the year. Do you reckon any fans would be allowed to go to any games? Well, eventually, I reckon maybe towards the. Let's say we start end of June. Maybe if the season goes until. December, maybe in November we might be able to go a game or something like that. Yeah, that that'd be good. I mean, even if it's just um, because I, I feel like obviously we're in Western Australia, I feel like our restrictions are gonna um, probably be lifted earlier than the other states. And I don't know how. Um, say it was or oh, a game for Frio, and we had had no cases for I don't know how long, a long time. And everything was back to normal, almost. I don't know how, how far or where that is. I have no idea. Um, yeah. But I think maybe... Because, I mean, the AFL would be trying to do everything to get as much money as possible. And, I mean, if they, if it's deemed as safe, I could see them trying to get fans back. Yeah, I, I can I can see your point. I, I want to go to footy games. But, obviously, other teams... Let's say WA is the only one that's lifted yeah, exactly. restrictions. And... AFL says, oh, they can go to games. Other teams and other fans will be saying, is that fair? But they get a home ground, basically a home ground advantage, and they don't. That's probably the only problem with that. Yeah, but then um, I think it was, I don't know if I said this last podcast, but uh, the AFL was saying if South Australia was one of the hubs, obviously the hub system, what we uh, talked about last week, that they wouldn't, they would be considering not letting Adelaide and Port Adelaide play there because it'd be too much of an advantage and then you see I don't, I don't understand no, that. Uh, it's ridiculous like you see some of the they said there's going to be three hubs and they're going to move around anyway yeah. so surely eventually yeah, the 17 yeah. game season they'd have to play there at yeah, some we, point and then you see what is it Richmond and Collingwood play 17 seven, 17 games out of 22 in Melbourne and then they're not I mean it's not really a home ground advantage I don't think unless you have fans that's my personal yeah. take on it. The fans, they spare the players on at the end of the day. If it's a close game, the home fans, or I'm not going to say usually get the the players across, the home team across, but it really it does impact the game in those later stages. Yeah, well, you see the, um, I don't know if you got that email, member's email, or maybe it was just yeah. everyone who signed up to the newsletter, I don't know, but Fife uh, wrote something and he was talking about... Um, he didn't expect... He thought it was just going to be another game of football without any fans, but he said it was significantly ha- harder to play without any, if that makes sense. Yeah, that like even when you're on the the receiving end of home crowds, like abusing you as the away team, I feel like that can get the team going, though. Like, yeah, because yeah, you get something to prove. Like, you want yeah, to prove them wrong. That, yeah, you want to prove the uh, opposition fans wrong. Is always a good thing. Yeah. Well, we don't do it very often. I'm just gonna away games. We haven't been great. No, we have away from home. We haven't been great. That's away games since I we. I think that's something we're gonna improve on. Early 2015. Yeah, we just I haven't remember. been great away from home. I think, I think that could be something to do with being a young team and travelling is new to the players. I think. 
another factor is we live in WA and we have to go. <laughs> yeah, we've got like, to travel a lot further every than other second teams. week. Yeah. There's been um, some suggestions from people before saying WA teams should go on road trips over east and play six weeks over there and come back and play six straight. I feel like that could be harder though for the players. It'd be it could it they could, don't have their home facility that they're used yeah, to exactly. training. It could also be, I mean, it would be good if they. It, I mean, it all depends on the draw. So say they had, they went over east for um, six rounds and they played the the easiest six teams just out of chance and they come back. And then they they're full of confidence playing at home yeah. for six weeks straight. You wouldn't expect them to lose, you know? Games. Yeah, exactly. Gonna... I'm not this is a free podcast, but if West Coast like that, they'd they'd probably win all six. At, at home. home, yeah, yeah. And if they've won the other six, they're gonna finish top. Yeah, exactly. But that, I think, it, even though it's hard to travel a long distance every second week, I think it is better for us instead of going over east for six weeks. Yeah, and the mental. Of it, yeah, you need players. Have got a lot. Players need that home facility they used to. And, train they, and they've got kids and wives and yeah. yeah. I, I don't think it. I don't think it would work. I think maybe at maximum, maybe in the pointy end of the season, um, maybe even well, some some. Uh, well, it's mainly because of the West Coast our away derby. We do actually have two away games in a yeah. row, and two home games in a row, which you, like when you're an away derby. It's pretty hostile. Like it, 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 even it's your home ground. It definitely feels like an away game somewhere else. Like you don't even. I, I, do you reckon the players feel like they're actually at their home ground in an away derby? I mean, I think they obviously going to prefer their fans. I mean, I guess it's. I guess it's probably, if, if this makes sense, half home ground advantage because, or maybe even twenty five percent. Like you're home, but you're, yeah, you're just yeah. not. You've, you've just got not. you've you've got the you've got the field and the the playing. But you got nothing. You yeah, got nothing else. exactly. And I think, um, I think, in the coming seasons, like probably in the next ten, fifteen years, I think it's going to come down to the fans a lot more than the actual ground, if that makes sense. Because yeah. everyone's going to be getting new training facilities in the, in the future obviously and like like Ferro have they have ovals that are just a lot bigger than normal and then they just yeah. every uh every week before a game they just resize it to um to re- uh to fit the yeah, yeah, requirements yeah. of Talking the Talking about the the new facility do you think we should have moved to Coburn do you reckon we should have stayed in Ferro um I think yeah we asked Dow that earlier and he said the hearts still very much at Fremantle but I think it was a good move to move to Coburn, if I'm honest. What, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. You've got the the facilities there are just top notch. Like some people say, they're the best in the AFL right now. Yeah. Um. Obviously, West Coast are getting that that new one, which is sort of similar to ours, I'd say. Um. Except from theirs with the Perth Waffle Club. Yeah. Uh, lots of AFL teams are starting to get new facilities as the game evolves and then free manuals won't probably look as well, it'll still be one of the best in the AFL but like it'll be that eventually become the norm yeah well, the yeah um, obviously back in the day we probably free over was pretty good back in the day wasn't it yeah I th- still think they they said they might renovate it for the 
the Bulldogs, the South Rio Bulldogs there. Eventually, eventually, not now, but in the near future. Because I think the weight room's in there a bit outdated. I think I think a good move would be uh, maybe even the AFLW just training there. What, what, did you think, what did you think about that? Because then I guess some part of Fremantle is still in Freo. Would, would you be... But I mean, I guess it's one club, what they're trying to do, one like, club. Yeah, they're so trying to keep them together. Yeah. Uh, but I, what um, Dale did say is that if we we, we did win the Premiership, um, the, like the them showing the trophy and everything would be in Frio, like yeah, yeah, yeah. at South Frio Oval, like that's like it's ba- even where though it originated. it's even though it's not where we train, it basically is our home, like Frio Oval. Mm. So moving on to what what is the next bit? I just want to say one more thing about Justin Longmuir. Um, before the game, what he was doing the players, he, he's saying to the players, um, it was in the documentary, he was saying, like, don't be worried to make mistakes because you learn from them. I feel like that's something new, like the players didn't want to make mistakes in the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. No, I think they, they're a lot more relaxed. Even, even, even you can see them training and even more expressing themselves a bit more, if that makes sense. Like, you see... Yeah. How many videos Brennan Cox and Luke Ryan have made in the last? And even yeah. Cam McCarthy. Luke Ryan's actually got a new haircut. So have you. Yeah, Brennan Cox get a cut new haircut. Yeah, just you know, DM Brennan Cox. Um, yeah, but you didn't see them doing that much last year. I don't know. It's just I don't know. That's because the lockdown. No season. Or, yeah, yeah. But they were doing some Bef- in the off season before. before yeah. All this came around. So yeah, maybe I think they maybe are a bit more relaxed. Like, but also players have to make mistakes to get better. Like. Fife didn't get where he is today without making a mistake. Because his whole... I'm talking about from when he was 14 to mm. now. He, you have to make mistakes to learn, to make it to the next level. Actually, fun fact, my uh, my economics teacher, he was the he was Nat Fife's coach for the seconds um, when he played for Aquinas. And he said he had like a... I know everyone probably knows this. I think it's been well documented, but... He had like a really bad attitude and yeah. had a pretty yeah, yeah, hot head and um, he, he said he probably wasn't the I mean he was like obviously naturally t- talented but he wasn't the he wasn't anywhere near the um, top team with the first uh, that's what Mr Giles said and then I think he did I want to say he did make it to the first eventually because he just trained really hard or something but then um, he said he had to they, they were taking a trip to Melbourne uh, for a t- trip to Melbourne and Nat Fife wasn't selected and he pretty much just begged to go like begged I don't know if it was because of his behaviour he couldn't go or he just didn't get picked um, but yeah and then yeah, he, that, that that's when he changed yeah and, and then now really he's like, focused now he's just like a great guy and always yeah. wanted to meet the fans yeah getting around to everyone like Michael Walters uh, if you ever go to an open training um, they probably have I guess probably half an hour 40 minutes allocated so that's yeah. the time allocated for the um, uh, player signings and then like just to all the fans on the queuing up on the gate uh, however many there may be a bit of a voice break there but uh, yeah um, but then you see obviously players in demand Fife and Sun Sun. Is it they say yeah we're staying out for everyone. Yeah, you see the security guards trying to say oh yeah, thumbs up and they say no no no, no. we got a few more. Yeah, that's just really great because obviously fans have gone out to see their players train, want to see them and like I think they understand like how important we are 
for the club. And I think at, like people say about their club all the time, but I think like our players are really connected to the fans, and like it's like the most important thing that like, we're like a really fans-based club. Well, yeah, even though um, I think Drewsy did this, uh, yeah, so this is actually his idea, but I had the same idea, well, not, not really idea, I just thought that was a good idea, but it was my dad's 50th the other day, and he was meant to be going away on the fishing trip, and so happy 50th, Dad. And then I just I just messaged a few of the players saying, oh, yeah, would it just be all right if you send a video thing? And they all, they all said, yeah, that's, that's, that's fine. And it sent me, I think it was probably eight of them, I want to say eight. James Ash, Luke Ryan. I know not Luke Ryan. Uh, Hogan, but yeah, Drewsy got a lot more. I think. Yeah, I think he planned it out a little bit better than I did. I, I probably did it with a week and a bit to go. So I think, I don't know, but it was it was pretty good. Like yeah. they're all really nice, they and didn't I was have having to take that yeah. time out of their day. Like, but they thought, oh, this is important. Yeah, I was having a good chat with Michael Frederick. He seems really keen to get um, playing for Vera. He's he's the future winner. Yeah, he, he is. Uh, he's he's just gonna be world class. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can see it as well. Actually, bring back onto the topic of five. This day, ten years ago, against the Richmond uh, Tigers, I think we brought one by about thirty-five or thirty-nine points. And Nat Five, skinny Nat Five, mind you, made his debut. Yeah, it's just no one expects him to be. The midfielder he is today, with like how skinny he was he back then. He kicked his first goal as well. He had about three misses. And I think he, no, I think no, we don't need to mention the misses. Just, just the just the highlights of Fife's debut, uh, the two-time Brownlow medalist, and hopefully gets enormous Smith in his his career as well. Yeah, he will. One day, flag man. Or... Hey, we're definitely we're gonna win. All right. <laughs> and when we when we win, all right. Uh, we're gonna go off in Frio, so when we, when we do win, uh, we'll put we'll put posters around Frio, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna get. So how many people do you reckon we can fit in Frio? In in the at the Capistrano Strip. Yeah. Oh, fifty thousand. Yeah, we're gonna get fifty thousand. Fifty. the Capistrano. Fifty sixty thousand. Yeah. And all the pubs are gonna make great money, and the Frio fans gonna be going off all week. So we're just we're just warning. AFL clubs, when Frio do actually win something, the the fans do go off. So especially when we win our next derby, since we haven't won in so yeah, long. Yeah, actually that is true. That the next true. derby, the Frio fans will be going off for the rest of the season about a derby win. So when we do win, all the fans in Melbourne, uh, just warning you, Frio fans will be on the streets for about a week. <laughs> Uh, that's just uh, a warning in advance. Um, I, I feel like the team we got, when we do win, I feel like we can go back and win another one. Well, yeah, we got a lot of continuity, don't we? Yeah, like what Pav said, we'll be back. We never actually... We, actually, no, he didn't say next he, year. He, he didn't he, say he, when. Yeah. We are going to be back. That's true. Uh, so you couldn't really go wrong with a statement because... Eventually, an AFL team has to go back to the grand final. Yeah, if we never do, which is not we, true. No, Flag we will, um, the draft team. system allows it so teams yeah, it, that's go thing. up and then go down. That's the one thing I like. Like in sports EPL. like soccer, uh, whoever's got the most money, money exactly uh, wins, and that it's not and right. That's not what it used to be. Like if you look at the nineties in the. In soccer, it was more you got an academy and you build up the players. I feel like the AFL must keep um, the draft and it must keep uh, keep upgrading the academies for players to improve the game. And 
Yeah, because on average, it's like a team will be nine years up, nine years down. Obviously, that's not correct. Teams. St. Kilda hasn't been up for <laughs> 69 years or whatever. Obviously, teams like us tend you have like four or five years up, and then you go down, and you spend a few more years down, and yeah, you, and then you go, and then you go off again. It's it's just like an average the AFL does. Like you may not win a premiership every 18 years. That just that hasn't happened for Frio, but. But if you win one, you've got the potential to win multiple, and then, you know, your average year per premiership goes down. Well, really, Richmond have been the best team in the, in the conference for three years. I mean, 2018, they were, yeah, they were, they were the best team. They so. were, they were just... Eagles Collingwood, weren't the best team. They just weren't the best team in... Uh, they just choked. They choked to yeah, Collingwood. Yeah, they, they choked, choked to the Chokers. Yeah, and then Collingwood managed to choke the grand final after kicking the first couple of goals in the the fourth quarter. Uh, I think we were all up and about when the uh, goal he kicked I, that goal. Yeah, I thought we were. I thought we were. I thought, I thought we were into a 2015 uh, yeah. Yeah, final. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So we're top threes. Top threes this week. Top three jerseys. Oh. You go. You you take us first with your number three. My number three is going to be the white. Uh, and, you know the away one with the purple yep, anchor. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. that's gonna be my number three. Uh, are we there to do AFLW? Or we'll keep this the men's one. We, we can. Oh, well, I suppose there's only two in the AFL. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, so yeah, can't. yeah, yeah, true. Uh, but I do I, like I do like the kits in the AFLW. Uh, the, the pink. I like the, the indigenous AFLW. Well, that, that's nice as well. Yeah. I feel I feel like it's good how they changed it slightly mm. with that pink middle like V. I reckon my my third one. Would be the the inaugural, the inaugural woolen, you know that that material. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, know, uh, I know that one. I like the green. That green was a, a better color than the, I feel the darker green almost. I think that it looks a bit more light, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. Like I was gonna put my second, but I'm gonna change my second to the, um, just the. I like the current home kit. Yeah, that was my second as well. It's just it's just clean. It is. It is. It, it's not. It's simple. But it looks good. Like sometimes you see teams like they come over jersey like for a special event, and they try to do too much. Like the the worst, I think the worst jersey of all time, the Bulldogs. You remember that? The the the, the what about that Iron Man. No, remember that Bulldogs yeah, Iron Man I, I, one? That yeah, I remember horrible. that one. But remember the West Coast one? What one? The one when they had like multiple colours on it. I can't remember what it was, but it had multiple colours. It had like orange on it. Well, I can't remember. Maybe, I thought I remember oh, Carlton had it. Was, it a, was ugly. I remember Carlton had a There's yellow one. There's been some ugly jerseys. I mean, yeah. Um, okay, you take it away with your number one kit. My number one is going to be the 25 year Guernsey. Oh, that, that's, Ma- that's mainly, nice. Mainly, it's it's nice and simple as well, but mainly because it actually re- it resembles how long we've been in the comp, and it's just like history, isn't it? I'm completely changing my list. Scrap number two, the the home. No, that, that's getting the kick too. Yeah, okay. The 25 year, my second. Okay. Because that's kind of like, you know what I mean? And it's just yeah. special. It's like a special. I've got that. That's my favourite That's my favorite uh, jersey I have. And my number one is going to be, drum roll, <laughs> uh, the 2016 Indigenous. That was that was nice. That was that, I think that's my favorite right, indigenous we've had some jumper. Good indigenous jumpers over the years. And we have we have them done by uh, indigenous members in the Kimberley. I'm pretty sure as well. Stephen Hill yeah, has yeah. has some connection with them. Yeah, we always get someone something to do with the club to produce our indigenous jumper. I think also links back to us being a fans' first club. Yeah. 
does. So is that is that all we had planned for the show today? Uh, we got we got some questions. Not oh, many. we have got some questions. We haven't got many because we only we didn't really put them up early enough to get many questions off our Instagram followers. Uh, talking underscore for them. Make sure you, you go follow. Also, while while you're getting those questions up. Make sure you go hit up our merch. It's 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 pretty good, isn't it, Harry? Yeah, link in, link in bio of Instagram, and we'll put in the podcast bio as well. I'll make sure to do that, um, definitely. Yeah, my, my favourite bit of merch is actually the Tobe Jumper. Oh, the Tobe yeah. Jumper. I'm definitely going to be getting one myself. Yeah, uh, I am as well. Yeah. Don't you worry also, about that. Make, while I'm getting the questions up, make sure you check out the YouTube channel. Oh. we we got some... Good videos coming out soon. We have. We we, we actually were going to do a tear maker, but apparently um, the sound. The sound. We we talked for twenty five minutes straight. We've no sound. It was. It was. It was a banging list. Um. So yeah. We're going to be doing a tear maker. So obviously just like a rank from um superb to uh, waffle, waffle at best of the players and um, in where they stand. So take it away for the first question, Harry. The first question is from Positive AFL. Why do you guys believe Free Over struggled to win a premiership? And and not just because they're a newer side to the club. Okay, positive AFL. Um, well, I think the lack of help in the early years, probably for the first. That's why we, why we didn't have much success for the first ten years. Um, that that. But then obviously that's not an excuse anymore. Um, I mean, if you think about it, it's not as easy as you think to win a premiership. There's eighteen. So 18 um, sides with the with the best players in the, the AFL and I mean I'm not saying we don't have good players but I think it's not just the players who win um, a premiership I think it's getting the right mix between uh, coaching staff and obviously personalities like everyone has to gel right team culture um, I'm not saying we've never had team culture um, I feel like we didn't get it 100% right at the start like, the drafting? Is that what uh, you mean? No, just, just the club. And I, I'm not saying we didn't have culture, but at the start, I feel like maybe we didn't appoint the right people. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, we've also had some unlucky... Um, like Morabito. Oh, he, he was never got injured. Bernal couldn't recover. Um, so we, we've had some times when we had some good players we picked in the draft and it just hasn't worked out due to injuries. Yeah, but that's not... Yeah. But I feel like right right now, we have, we have built the team. Well, no, we haven't built the team yet, but we are drafting the right players. We're on the right track. Yeah, we've got... We're drafting the right position, stacking up our midfield a bit more. The defence is looking really good now. The young players are already yeah, starting getting, to Yeah, getting there. games into them. And we've also... Um, Starting to develop our forward lineup a bit more now, and the recruiting of Jesse Hogan should turn out to be a good one as well. He he's I think gonna gonna probably play again this year. I think he'll get back. Yeah, I think I think he'll get back as well. He's on there. Oh, uh, we've got a couple at the right same, there. so we'll just do one more from Hawthorne Zone, which is actually leading into our last segment. Thoughts on Gil McLaughlin delaying oh. the decision date for the return of the AFL. Okay, so let's just get straight into that. Well, uh, take it away. I think he's just trying to be cautious about what could be happening over the next couple of weeks. I think he's hoping that um, over the next couple of weeks, cases go down. Like WA, we've had a couple of days of zero. So I think he's hoping for more of that in other states. So then maybe he could open the AFL up earlier than expected. Mm. Um, but the I'll talk about that. The most um, talked about return date is end of June. End of June, start of July. Yeah, yeah. What's your thoughts on that? Um, yeah. If we if we did do that, I, I'm 
curious to see how they're going to uh, structure the games. Obviously, they're going to have to work out some deals with the the, M, the M, MCG and Cricket Australia. Um, obviously, the television networks as well, because obviously they haven't actually got that booked. If you know what I mean. Yeah, they've already got it up. Because uh, they're, they're yeah, they're going they're going to run out. We could get it for a bit of October as well, because I think. Well, there's not cricket, many sports. Yeah. The cricket doesn't really start until November sometime. Middle so they, of November. Yeah. They, they're also talking about having an AFL game every single day. So instead of spreading it out across a weekend, mm. the teams play after each other. Like the big, like the big bash. Day. Yeah, I. It'd be interesting how that works because if a team only has a two-day break, that's a bit of a disadvantage. Oh, especially if it's a Western Australian team or a South Australian team. Yeah, I don't, I, that's the one thing I don't think will work, unless you keep people. Let's say they keep it so everyone has at least a five-day break. Yeah. You can keep that consistently from five to eight-day breaks. Yeah, yeah. It could work, uh, but I think uh, he's just he's just being uh, cautious about what could happen in the next couple of weeks. Um, obviously, you've got the NRL starting mid-May. Is it? Really? It's like twentieth of May or something. There, because they've all been isolating on an island, I think, like all of them together. Oh, oh, all of the all of the teams. Like, something, something like that. They've all done their isolation. Period. Oh. They, they want they want to start May twentieth or something like that. I mean, he. Yeah, I think they're all playing in the Gold Coast as well. Yeah, I, I, sort of like a hub with the AFL thing of doing. I think the the boss. I want to say the boss of the maybe it was a boss of him. I don't follow NRL. He said, "I can't think of anything more healthy than however many how many players playing a team each." It's, right, let's just say it's AFL twenty two on twenty two. Yeah, because they're all healthy. Yeah, he said, well, if they're all healthy, I don't understand the um, the risk really, which kind of makes the sense. Thing, when you think the, I think the problem that AFL had was travel. Mm. I think that's that's why they actually ended up suspending it. Was it wasn't because the because the travel is when the players can get it, and I think that's why they've come up the hub system. And I think that's why Gilman Glockens delayed the decision to May. I think it's May thirteen. Yeah. Um, He's delayed it to then, hoping there'll be not many cases, so maybe he could start early June instead of late June and get the hub systems going up and running, which hopefully, we hope, WA's won. All uh, right. And also, talk about the YouTube channel again, if games do come back. Oh, yeah. Then, then we'll be streaming on the YouTube channel. We will. Live reactions to the game. We will. We will. Um, yeah, so that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for listening to a very, very long episode, actually. Almost half an hour. Um, I don't, we don't know how we do it. We, we somehow managed to keep talking, so... I don't even know we were talking for that long today. We, we, I don't know how we've managed to talk more I think, I think you said... I said the thing you said before the episode that we might not get to 15 minutes. I, I said it would be about five minutes. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, I've gone... We, twi- found, we found a way to talk for 30 minutes. We have, we have, so... Thanks for what? Oh, not watching. Uh, that's my YouTube. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, see you next week. Uh, what are we going to be doing next week? Some more top threes. A few more Instagram questions. Yeah. Talk about the breaking news, non-breaking news. Um, yeah, what the players are doing in yeah. isolation. What, what everyone's getting up to. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. Oh, we're outside again. Keeping our distance. Stay safe and go, go Frio. For <laughs>